0: Now before we start, you might want to check out our other podcasts covering topics like personal development and minimalism, money, health, relationships, and more. So to optimize your life in other areas, just search for Optimal Living Daily in your podcast app. Now on to the show. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1356, The Importance of Grace and Forgiveness in Relationships, by Lisa Merleau Booth of lisamerleaubooth.com. Hello, everybody, and happy Wednesday. I'm your host, Greg Audino. Hope your week is going well so far, and thanks a lot for making this show part of it. Now, today, I've got a post for you from Lisa Merlot booth who we've been reading from since the very beginning, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Really grateful for her continued support and allowing us to share her work. We're gonna get right into this one now, though, which is all about grace and forgiveness in relationships. So let's hear this post and optimize your life. The Importance of Grace and Forgiveness in Relationships by Lisa Merlot Booth of Booth.com. Grace, a generosity of spirit, a capacity to tolerate, accommodate, or forgive people. The other day, my husband casually commented that our anniversary was on Wednesday and wondered what we wanted to do. Being the good relationship coach that I am, I was shocked and said, Oh my gosh, is it really? My husband paused and looked at me, silently allowing my very relational comment to sink in. I quickly try to recover and say that I knew our anniversary, our 15th by the way, was on the 27th, I just didn't realize the 27th was Wednesday. As I'm sure you can imagine, this wasn't at all helpful. Fortunately, our friends were over, and out of pity I'm sure, one of them offered to watch the kids while we go out for dinner. I thank her very much and say that would be a great idea. I then go look at my schedule. Well, to make matters worse, I open my book and I just burst out laughing. Okay, also not very relational, I know. Everyone's staring at me and my husband, with a smirk on his face, says, Yes, Lisa? By now, I am totally in the doghouse, so to speak, and I can't help but to find humor in this situation. Just an FYI, this is the first time I've ever been caught off guard by our anniversary, so this is not a pattern. Anyway, I proceed to tell everyone that I have an appointment at 5.30 p.m. with a friend for dinner. After everyone got a good laugh out of this, I profusely apologized to my husband, reassured him that I absolutely love him very much, and obviously I would cancel the dinner with my friend. Fortunately, my husband took it all in stride and offered me a great deal of grace. My husband later teasingly reminded me that if he had been the one to forget, Everyone would be calling him a typical man and beyond him as this horrible cad. I said that's likely very true, and that I was fortunate he isn't one of those men. We both chuckled, and life was good. I was very thankful that my husband had a very generous spirit. He easily could have been angry and self-righteous about the entire episode, and made me pay for days or years to come. Instead, he saw it for what it was, a mistake. He didn't make it about my love for him, or my being irresponsible, or a thousand other things he could have interpreted as. Instead, he simply accepted it as me being human. And for that, I thank him. Thanks, honey. Relationships cannot be perfect. They can't be perfect because relationships are comprised of two or more human beings. And human beings are, by nature, imperfect. We will forever be making dumb mistakes. We will forever be forgetting something, responding in a less than perfect way, reacting when we shouldn't be reacting, coming home later than we planned, and on and on. It's our very nature to make mistakes. This is a problem, however, because although we are all imperfect and prone to making mistakes, we're not a very forgiving species. In fact, we often do our best to really stick it to our partner when she or he makes a mistake. We want our partner to feel the pain that she or he caused us to feel. So we let them wallow in their mistakes and we bash them over the head with it. Forgiveness? No, that's not our cup of tea. What we don't realize, however, is that forgiveness and grace is tantamount to a healthy, loving relationship. Accepting one another's faults, mishaps, and humanness is an essential ingredient to keeping the fires burning. Always remember, with humility, that in any given moment, you too could be the one messing up. You too could hurt your partner's feelings or forget an important date or give your partner the cold shoulder. You are no more perfect than your partner, and that's exactly as it's meant to be. Offer to your partner the grace and forgiveness that you would like your partner to offer you. Don't close the door to forgiveness. Open the door for your partner to make amends when she or he messes up and practice the art of grace. It's your best chance at moving forward and experiencing true intimacy. Challenge Notice all the ways you unconsciously close the door to repair with your partner. Pay attention to the ways you hold grudges. Make your partner pay ad nauseum for mistakes made and make interpretations about your partner's behavior that just aren't true. Play with the concept of grace. Make a conscious effort to openly forgive three minor to moderate mistakes your partner makes when she or he truly shows remorse for them. Notice the impact of this shift on both you and your relationship. You just listened to the post titled, The Importance of Grace and Forgiveness in Relationships by Lisa Merlot Booth of lisamerleaubooth.com Okay, and thanks a lot to Lisa for that post. There was one part of it that I found myself doing some extra thinking about. Uh, That being when she talked about how many partners will almost thoughtlessly shame their counterparts instead of forgiving because we want them to feel the pain that we feel. And I think it's just worth it to reflect on why that is uh, or reflect on the need that we try to meet when we do that. Ultimately, it's the reaction of a, you know, like a hurt child who's responding with aggression as opposed to vulnerability. It's an effort to regain power so we don't have to show our partners that they're capable of making us feel pain. And sure, this is a common thing in relationships, but it really shouldn't be the norm. And it shouldn't be excused just because it is something that we've maybe done a lot or seen others do a lot. What it is is the absence of good communication, an unwillingness to be wrong, and the use of guilt as a tool. These types of walls really need to be broken down for a couple to expect success. So, if this type of behavior feels familiar to you, the good news is you can start working through it slowly by opening up more about times in which you're hurt by things that have nothing to do with your partner. See, this starts to build a sense of trust, and if practiced regularly, can lead to more comfort when it comes to naming the ways in which you feel hurt that are because of your partner, and doing so in a way that's free of blame, but more interested in exploration and partnership and ultimately solving a problem together. All right. Now that's going to bring us to the end, friends. As always, I'm so glad that you've joined today and every day here on ORD. Be sure to come on back again tomorrow as we start our parenting leg of the week, where I'm going to have a post for you from Dr. Margaret Rutherford. That's where your optimal life awaits.